All right, welcome to another episode of Where in the Folk. This is going to be like a What in the Folk. What in the uh, we're folk. rolling on episode two. What's the name of the Exposing the Exposition? Exposing the Expositions, 1851 to 1915, revised 2021. Whoa! And it still has mistakes. Howdy, Mikowski. Howdy, and so truly eye-opening thing. If you caught episode one, you know, we told you about the Tartaria tie-ins and everything. We're still just getting into the beginnings of this. Whenever we return, we're hoping to have the panel with us and we're gonna get into the fucking meat into the dirt with the shit and talk about the truly impressive stuff. We're going to war on the 1800s. So we have left off. We were talking about the the glass palaces melting. Yeah, all these glass palaces. Scorching them bodies. They scorched them to death. You know, we talked about how long it would take in today's time with today's machinery. But back then, it should have taken 30 to 40 years to do this kind of stuff. Some of it would take a long time, man. Yeah, the Philadelphia 1876 World Expo. They actually built a building that was very similar to the Crystal Palace in London. It was 870,000 square feet. Yeah, but the truly impressive thing about this was there was a 500 square foot, 500,000 square foot agricultural hall that looked like a cathedral had been placed together inside of it. Like, yeah, that's just glass and, you know, everything like that. But the the 500 square foot agricultural hall, um, that's something to be impressed with. And it was in a dome, which was 150 feet tall. Look at that. Mm. They're inside. It's like they, they always try to... Like Tully had mentioned in the previous episode, they always try to say that they were just bare bones and there wasn't anything in them. But there was things in them, you know. Regardless, I mean, even if they were bare bones, that's a freaking huge structure back then. Now, yeah. if I'm not badly mistaken, the Philadelphia 1876 one, is that not when they supposedly seen Tesla's tower for the first time? So it says when you look at it, it, it know, looks like sure. Florence... He says there's a mini coliseum, giant domes and spires, and in the center of the building that looked just like a Parthenon. And he says also on the hill above the exhibition grounds, you will see a structure with a ball on top that looks exactly like a Tesla tower. So are they using Tesla free energy technology to power this fair? That's one of the one that's one of the ones where a Tesla tower was seen. And that's not the only one. So <laughs> here's something to put this stuff into perspective. So most of these were built in two years. Huge, huge structures. We all know how big the White House is. It's not that big compared to these. Richie Farmer's house was bigger. Right. <laughs> so it was basically burnt in, eight, in the War of 1812. And it and you got to realize the technology from 1814, 1817 was not a whole lot different than the technology at the, you know, late 1800s. No. Not a huge difference. It took them three years to rebuild the White House. Just the White House. But all this shit, pretty much the same technology, just took them two. Yeah, in a lot of cases, <clears throat> quicker. Like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of acres worth of stuff they're saying they built in two years. The Hotel Barcelona. This was a hotel. It was 16,404 square feet, which is 5,000 square meters. 
could house 2,000 guests, 60 rooms, 30 apartments. And with screwdrivers, hammers, wagons, and, and all this, they constructed this hotel you're looking at in 53 days. And decided they didn't want such a beautiful piece of architecture to exist after the fair, right? Correct. Now, they did have a lot of people. They had 650 masons, 100 carpenters, 40 plasterers, and a guy named Jim. <laughs> Jim was a bad motherfucker. So they definitely didn't have three days. They didn't have an army then. No. And you and looking at that compared to the White House, like what from that pillar to the third one over, it's probably the size of the White House. Yeah, and not even that and the White House is not even that tall. Yeah. So by comparison, what was it, three years to reconstruct the White House, which wasn't burnt completely down. No, it was just kind of gutted. It was just gutted. And then this was built in 53 days. So with the with pretty much the same technology. And with the same technology, and plus they had the visible landscape. Because believe it or not, I don't think those trees are native to that area, are they? <laughs> like, Probably not. I could be wrong. Well, if you and know even, different I think it would take more than 53 days just to lay all that brick for the for the road. I mean, like for those sure. those would have been individually put down. Yeah. Maybe Jim was like <laughs> a giant. Well, it's could like he said, maybe they just had everybody methed up or something. I don't think meth that came along. Which 600, like they had what? 790 people working, 791 people roughly working on it, but still, that, that's a huge undertaking, even for a thousand people. 53 days, good lord. 53 days. Yeah, there's some other angles of it, too. Yeah, look at that. I mean, look how far it goes. Yeah. That is not a small building. No. That's bigger than a day's in, I'll tell you that. And I bet it was more intricate inside of it. The Louisville Exposition Exposition. <laughs> look, at the, look at here's a good angle to see like all this ornamental stuff. I mean, that's just insane. Like you, you might be able to slop together a building like that in a couple of years, but nothing that elaborate. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think you could build a shell of this in 50 something days. And that definitely wasn't a shell. That had apartments, hotel rooms, like it could house. Well, I just mean, I mean, so I don't think you could build a gutted structure, a a completely empty structure without the ornamental stuff in 53 days. So the Louisville Exposition in 1883, this one only covered 12 acres of land, Um, but they said it was larger than the Medici Palaces of Florence. Now, this thing, it had four interior courtyards, as you can see here. So this was big enough to where they had to have these courtyards for light and and it basically um, filtration of air. This was the one that um, had the incandescent light bulbs that were recently stolen by Thomas Edison. Oh, here's something that it reminded me that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, that it says about Philadelphia, it says... The, the fair was a failure financially, as most of the world's fairs were, except London. The total cost for Philadelphia was $8 million at the time, and they only earned $4 million 
4.3. And uh, Bancroft wrote in his book, even with the money loss, it is not, however, on the basis of dollars and cents that the success of such an effort can be estimated. He is claiming that the fairs are losing a lot of money, but that it's not a big deal. So why are they having them? We know that rich people like staying rich. They don't like their money, you know, to just keep taking losses. Thus, the fairs can't be about money at all. Um, if it's not the basis of dollars that success is estimated. Yeah. So that, that brings up the question is if all of these fairs are losing money, then, you know, what's the basis of having them? Maybe they were laundering money to prepare for the first four award. Well, that's what else? we didn't touch on either. Like th these fairs were started basically for the elite. Like this was something for the elite to do supposedly. Well, Think about this: if if the if these structures are already existed, for instance, and you have, you know, a billionaire or a millionaire, so you dig it out and you're like, huh? Well, if we tell people we built this, then I can declare that we spent eight million dollars on this, so he can, you know, basically have a write off of eight million dollars. And then you're making $4 million off something that you spent zero money on. Well, they still had to spend some money, even if they was digging it up, you know, they would have right. to pay people but to you, it But you up. get what I'm saying though. Yeah. You're, 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 you're having this huge rot off. And then <laughs> on top of that, you're making money with little investment. Yeah. And the Louisville exposition, it was uh, the McDonald brothers were the ones that came up with it. Now they, that, that thing that we showed you was built out wooden glass. Um, and that stayed up for a while, but they tore it down. So they tore it down to build a smaller theater because they said it was only supposed to be temporary, but it lasted for five years. They used it twice. And then when they tore it down, they built another place. They built like a small theater close to, close to it, apparently. And well, I'd like to go there. I wonder if it's there. I bet it burnt. Fire is a common theme. The one that's the most impressive is the Australian one to me. Because what was Australia? The people besides the indigenous, indigenous, how do you say it? Indigenous. It was a debtors colony. It was a, pri a prison colony. It was a prison colony. So, what we all know about Australia is it was founded on the back of convicts for sure. So, within 50 years, convicts and soldiers apparently created this massive building program. And there's a place called the Gardane uh, Palace in 1879, designed by James Barnett. Now, this place was built by convicts and soldiers, apparently. It was 112,000 meters, 210 feet high. You see it? It was a Crystal Palace, yeah. Well, this wasn't the Crystal Palace, but... Oh, this that's is one the, of them. The Garden Palace. Yeah, that's the Garden Palace. Now, you want to know what happened to this? Guess. Fire. It burnt down. <laughs> so, how are you burning down stone? Oh, no, man. A lot of effort goes into burning down stone. Look at that. 
<laughs> and that was built by convicts. People that were excommunicated from their country and shipped to another country so they could never return. I bet if you, if you went down to the prison, I'm, I'm sure that if you let everybody loose, they, that's the first thing they'd think about is building a, um, a, let's an have a world, Let's have us a world fair and build this huge-ass building. <laughs> right. Show them what convicts can do, son. Time to get pimped. <laughs> I'm sure they had all the tools, too. It's bad income. Yeah. You know, they I wonder where they got their tools from. And material. Who's giving them material and the money? Yeah. It was in New Zealand. I'm bad. So New Zealand, which is, you know, a little bit off right here. Now these were natural foundations, or so they say. But basically what it was were they were basically like baths. And people would go and get in these hot springs. Now I surmise, I didn't know I didn't know it was a wonder of the world. Yeah, it was. It was one of the ancient wonders of the world. Now I surmise that this may be tied into Tartaria too. That maybe this was a creation because damn, that's cool. Because people that went to these said that when they would take these baths of these, they just felt like a completely new person. Like there's even rumor that would heal people. No, you yeah, don't know. I, <clears throat> hmm? I was just thinking. Like, I, I think we talked about this a little bit last night. I think we can pretty safely say that the Tartarian Empire had achieved some level of world peace. Yeah. See, look at this right here. Especially if you can have a statue made out of solid gold in the middle of society, you've got a pretty calm... Do you see this? Look at this. It looks like individual baths. And people will just get in these and chill, man. They were like basically hot springs. Maybe that was the OG fountain of youth. That's what I think, too. Do you know what happened to them? They don't exist anymore. Really? What happened to them? Volcano. Supposedly took them out. Sunk them in the ocean. I guess A-bomb... A bomb could probably take care of that. That's what I'm thinking too. They were apparently just majestic, <clears throat> fucking amazing. I love and, that theory, David. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, that just makes me think. I mean, not necessarily an atomic bomb, but just types of ordnance that they were testing because they they knew World War One was coming up. Yeah, uh, you know it's something that since we're you know, in a very unique time, they were talking about World War II again. And I was listening to it and they were like talking about nuclear weapons. And they keep bringing up World War II, but those bombs that were dropped were not nuclear in Japan. Right. Which is, I still wonder how Nagasaki and Hiroshima are livable after. I mean, that has to have some level of radiation residual. I, I, I'm not smart enough to know about it, but it's very crazy to me that like Chernobyl won't be inhabitable for 30,000 years, but we can drop A-bombs and they go back to just chilling yeah. and well, rebuilding. I, I, don't, I don't know the science on it, but it, it has to do because it was, it was atomic instead of nuclear that maybe the 
half-life of the radiation doesn't last as long as nuclear does. I don't I mean, I'm maybe totally off base on that. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I wasn't saying that as like a loaded question. I just, I find it funny that every time people start talking about a nuclear war, they bring up World War II as receipts, and it really wasn't. Right, right. Which is why some people think that nuclear uh, weapons are a conspiracy. That's why I was going to say a lot of people believe that their nuclear weapons don't even exist, which... I, I'm kind of in that boat too. Because well, a bomb, a bomb's scary enough. Well, you know, yeah, it, I mean, we got big fucking bombs like <laughs> they're out there for sure. Um, you give any redneck enough gunpowder, you're gonna make a big old fucking bomb. <laughs> but the the ultimate boogeyman is to say that you can drop one missile and end the world. Yeah, that would be a big now. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you think about nuclear technology how far it's came they're probably like if it is real then there definitely is a missile that could end the world for sure well the thing about it is if they have something like that then why do they call them one bombs like the father of bombs and the mother of bomb like the one we dropped on the isis command center like i think those are just those are just regular missiles those aren't even (laughs) those aren't even atomic Oh, man. Uh, do you remember when uh, that thing blew up in Japan, not Japan, but China? Like less than a year ago? Yeah. Maybe, hell, man. During COVID, it could have been two years ago. I, I think I know what you're talking about. Where you, it, it showed the big uh, force wave after it exploded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like an atomic bomb went off. Yeah. I, I still think that's what that was. It's I all think, about the what, delivery system. Yeah. Wasn't that a bio lab or something? It, or some, been, yeah. it was tied into something covered related. I do remember that. Anyway, <laughs> Paris, 1889. <laughs> Enough about In Paris, 1889, this was 18 years after Paris had been destroyed by the Germans in the Franco Prussian War. One of the biggest undertakings in any of the affairs took place. The fair showcase cultures from around the world is basically like a apricot center in Walt Disney. Like they have food, art. Um, Did you say apricots? Yeah, apricot yes. center. Okay. Ain't that what it is? Apricot. Epcot. 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 Not apricot. Apricot. I said apricot. I know you did. That's why I, I was like, what? It was the apricot center. All right. <laughs> Go ahead there, Cecil. But it had world's foods, art, all kinds of things. The Eiffel Tower was built during this. Now, this is a strange thing about the Eiffel Tower, what what Tucky's showing you right now. Now, you Um, see those domes, the way they're set up, and there was little round buildings around the Eiffel Tower, too. There's one. Yeah. And there's one. Yeah. So what they're basically saying is that the Eiffel Tower was put there as an antenna for the electricity, and those were the generators, and that's what supplied the power to that. Well, yeah, and we know that Rockefeller and J.P. Morgan basically told Tesla to eat dirt whenever he was talking about free electricity. Yeah. So they must have, I guess when you've got that much money, especially if it's World's Fairs and you're rubbing elbows with other elite and you're J.P. Morgan or somebody like that, and you're talking to somebody in Paris that's running free energy and you're like, look, 
you could you could show this to the world and you can keep going down this path or we could just make a bunch of money off of it and tell people that we're having to do all this work to create it all the time yeah and you know that's kind of you know looking at it it could have been a psyop to push electricity on people because that seemed to be the biggest thing about these was like people were seeing light bulbs they'd never seen before like most people were still eating dinner during fucking candlelight. <laughs> Who wants to do that shit for us or love? Well, but just like we talked about in our episode about uh, patents, how many people have been unalived for free energy? Uh, there was somebody last year that that had displayed a way to produce power that was zero cost, and he he ended up dying. He was a young man, too. So all, virtually all of these have some form of electricity. Now, the, right here, the thanks in great part of FDR's Rural Electrification Act of 1936, by 1945, 85% of American homes were powered by electricity. That's a far cry from the 1850s to the 1915. Like, there were still majority of homes were still rocking the candlelight and fucking those things that you walk out to the swamp with to hunt alligators at nighttime. Lanterns. Lanterns. <laughs> <laughs> so I, That's actually know, the definition for lantern if you look. What? Those things that you walk out into the swamp oh, yeah, that's, alligators that's what I pulled it from I was reading. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about it is, like, you know, thinking more about it, this could have been a psyop to get rid of ancient technology and to push what we call modern technology, which was this electricity. But when they were doing it, the electricity they wanted wasn't quite around and quite as efficient as the free energy that Tesla was putting out. So they had to use his to mimic theirs. Hmm. This brought to mind something I totally forgot about. Back when I was in middle school. In the 1990s. And yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> there was this kid in our science fair that created this contraption that actually, and he won the science fair, that actually improved gas mileage on vehicles. Nice. And it was an outside aerodynamic design that was very minimal. It would not make a car look goofy or nothing like that. It would be easy to install, easy to incorporate in the build of the vehicle. He, through his thing he proved that it would get like i want to say it was like 15 percent better gas mileage Tits. never seen one of the motherfuckers on the car ever since is he dead i don't know i guarantee they bought it from him and and for sure shelved it oh yeah for sure i mean it, it was an amazing science project for a kid that young yeah the people the people who don't sell are the ones that end up getting got yeah uh, so these first two episodes we basically just wanted to go over you know what we're going to be getting into the real we're getting into the goods of this material coming up with uh, some friends of ours and it's about to get crazy it's going to change the hopefully it's going to change your life it's going to change the way you think about the world if you have an open mind you may even want to do some research we always suggest doing your own research about things um because 
from my point of view, after researching this for the past year or two, I think the history that we're taught is not the history that actually happened. Yeah. I, I know <sighs> none of us believe anything. Like we don't believe anything that's like not tangible in some way or, you know, somewhat explainable like with some sort of evidence like all of the stuff that we talk about regardless of how crazy it sounds or seems it's rooted in some form of evidence yeah and you know the tartarian empire anything's going to have us have something attached to it that's going to try to make you not believe it if you start looking into it when you run across the melt that the mountain ranges are melted castles of giants, you might be turned away from it. <laughs> or if you see the fact that people believe that the Titanic was a Tartarian ancient technology that was 500 years old, when we all know that it was a boat built in the 1900s, which was sank for the global elite to get rid of the competition, yeah. you know, you may think otherwise well, about the and the fact that it probably wasn't even the Titanic, right? It's it by the Olympic, yeah. Um, because they had scraped the Olympic and had, didn't have insurance on it. And they was like, hey, we'll knock out two things with one, one iceberg here. <laughs> but please do your own research, but continue to listen because it is about to get interesting as food. Because we're going to go into detail about each of these exhibits and it's going to blow your mind especially when you start seeing more of these pictures and more of the true details of how they say they've done it just doesn't make sense. I'm excited because I don't know anything about this stuff and you all got me really interested already. Yeah. It's weird, man. And, and this, the, the exhibits, the way that I went about it, I've started my, started from now and work my way backwards. I don't know if you should do that. Just take it however you want. And the more I look into it, the more I'm like, man, this don't seem right. I'm not a historian or anything. Some might even say I'm not very smart. <laughs> that's why, like, the people, the people who were references for this book, I mean, they were historians. They were engineers. They were architects. And they're saying that this is absolutely ridiculous that these people are saying this. And, you know, your average day person isn't even going to know about the world's fairs. No, no. And not they're not going to, they're not going to know the size of these things. They're not going to know any weirdness. The whole reason that um, the author caught it is he was, he was going to college to be a, a history professor and it yeah. came up and he's like, Holy shit. Like none of this makes any sense. Yeah. And, and that's how the rabbit hole got started digging. Yeah. But you know, you know where to find us. You can catch us on BitChute, YouTube, Twitter, um, Rumble, 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 Rumble. Maybe Exit Forty Nine. BP. I need to. I need to do that. I'm gonna try to get the catalog for the YouTube caught up because forever I was like, you know, fuck YouTube in a way, you know. So I just didn't do it. But I'm gonna try to get that caught up because people's like, oh, we watch on YouTube. And we're on uh, we're on all listening platforms as well, um, all of them actually. I'm pretty sure. But uh, thank you for watching us because we're watching you.